unique. I think that's the best way to describe them. They're very talented, obviously athletic. They line them up all over the place, on the line of scrimmage, off the line of scrimmage. So I think Coach Quinn does a great job of, of being creative with those looks. That's Sean McDermott talking about Micah Parsons. Bills have a very tough task going against Micah Parsons and the rest of the Cowboys front and defense on Sunday. Game right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and along the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sunday at 425 p.m. We had this stretch of 425 p.m. games. It ends this week, but then the Bills are in prime time on Saturday night in L.A. against the Chargers. Chargers play tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders. No Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen. Essentially, no Austin Eckler, the way they're treating him now, but uh, that's a mm-hmm. different story. And Joe's going to tell us about that because he has sneaky starts and sits. Easton Stick! Are we starting Easton Stick? We, are we sitting him? What are we doing, man, Joe? I can't imagine how deep of a league you must be in <laughs> to be starting Easton Stick. I am in a, I'm in a super flex league, um, our Bills Media Dynasty League, where Ooh. I forget who it is. Somebody that's in the playoffs only had two quarterbacks, and it was Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And now they're pretty stuck. I don't even think they can get... They might not even get their hands on... Actually, maybe they got Easton Stick. So, like, in that situation, that's, like, the only one where I think you even have to do it. But, no, I do not like much from this game at all tonight. Eckler is kind of a guy who feels like a must-start, and I am very Mm -hmm. afraid to put him in. The Chargers just don't have anything, really, to work off of. And I I don't know how much they're going to be able to run the ball. That's tonight's game. Again, afraid of everything. I got one... We'll start with the starts, and I'll move to the sits. I have one sit that is involved in tonight's game. But first, the starts. We have games tonight. We have games on Saturday. We have games on Sunday and games on Monday. So we got four days of football this week. My start of the week is going to be Matthew Stafford. 42% start. On sleeper, uh, he started in 42% of leagues. I actually had him as a sit a couple of weeks ago. But now Stafford is regaining consistency. He has three straight games with 20-plus fantasy points. Last week was the toughest matchup you're going to find. Baltimore by DVOA is the best defense in football. And Matthew Stafford went in there and played really well. Made a bunch of super impressive passes where guys were completely covered. There's one corner route. That I wouldn't go this far, but I did see some one person describe it as the best throw that's been in the league all year. It might not be number one. It might be top ten, though. There's a guy draped all over Puka Nakua. Stafford is just about to get destroyed by a lineman. And he puts floats it 35 yards through the air into a, into a bucket to this guy. Like He's playing great. And he's got Cup and Puka are healthy enough to where he's got enough weapons to, to get by. And now... Here comes the best, or maybe I should say technically the second best, fantasy matchup for an opposing quarterback, Washington, who gives up the second most fantasy points. Here's what Washington's allowed this year. I don't even need to give you all of them. They've allowed three quarterbacks all year. They've held three quarterbacks to less than 20 fantasy points. Everybody else has gone over. And who were those three? Tua, who didn't even play in the fourth quarter. He had 19 when... They won 45-15. to 15. Mac Jones, who had 11, he's terrible. And Desmond Ritter, who had 16. So basically, if you're a pretty good quarterback, you're going to have at least 20 points against the Commanders. Start number two, Cortland Sutton. He's got a little bit higher of a percentage. 61% of leagues are starting him. It should be all of them. 10 touchdowns. Only three games this year without a touchdown. 
He is Mr. Consistency because he has a touchdown in almost every single game. He's pretty much target-proof. Like, Sutton does not get a high volume of targets, which usually will mean you are an inconsistent fantasy player. But again, the red zone looks, the touchdown looks, are so readily available that he's getting you double-digit points every week because that's who Russell Wilson looks to. And Sutton, give him credit. They're not always wide open. Think of the Bills touchdown he scored. That is a low percentage play. Like .1% a probability to catch that. Last week he caught a one-handed 60-yard touchdown with a guy all over him. Like he is making some circus catches. But he's, yeah, you get points for that. So Cortland Sutton, target proof, lots of touchdowns going up against the Lions. And their defense is in shambles right now. Huge totals given up to opposing offenses. In the last five weeks, eight wide receivers have had 13-plus fantasy points against the Lions. Eight. So that's Mm. almost two, you know, we're approaching two per game that they're allowing right now. So Sutton should be in your lineups for the 39% of you that have him on a bench. Logan Thomas is my next start of the week. Washington tight end. We're going to stick in that Rams-Commanders game. Just a pretty high over-under, by the way. The Rams give up the third most points to opposing fantasy tight ends. Thomas plays a position where a lot of you are still left scrambling late in the season here to find a guy. I have a playoff team that will have to start Logan Thomas this week, and I think you should do pretty well with it. The last two weeks have not been good for Logan Thomas. Five targets total against Dallas and Miami. He had had five targets minimum in five consecutive games before that. And he was pulling in at least four catches in all of those games. So Thomas had found a level of consistency until the last two weeks. But I think I want to bet on the previous six weeks being more real than the last two. So I'm going to put Logan Thomas back in there, given that the position is weak. You got a great matchup. And... He had been doing it for the previous two months. All right, well, I'm going to ask you a question because I'm in a, in a playoff game and I have okay. to decide between Logan Thomas and Kyle Pitts. That's really funny. Guess who my number one sit is of the week? Wow, Kyle Pitts. Going Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, who's being started in 54% of leagues. He's got 14 targets in the last two weeks, but I just do not trust this guy. And last mm-hmm. week, you know, like he had six targets, but on the six targets... Let me make sure I get the right yardage here. He had 16 fantasy points. 11 of them were on one play. He caught a big touchdown down, down, the, down the sideline. And it was a great throw by Desmond Ritter. It was a great catch by Kyle Pitts. A great route. Those are not that common with this guy and that offense. So if you're going to be a little bit reliant on a big play from a guy who's a big, a big play tight end... I just think that's the story of his season in Atlanta. He'll give you big plays, and they have a quarterback that can't make that throw more than once a month. So Pitts in the last two weeks, 14 targets, but he's only caught seven. So we're at a 50% catch rate. He's only got two touchdowns on the season. So Thomas, I think, was at five. I don't have that in front of me. I think it was at five. So you're not as high in terms of touchdown probability The red zone targets are really low. I just mentioned that touchdown last week was from further out. So one touchdown all season from the Falcons in the red zone that went to Kyle Pitts. And Carolina, unlike the Rams, are a tougher tight end matchup. That could be more opponent-based. I did look. There are some good ones on there. So 
I'm not. I don't want to give Carolina too much credit. Just assume. Oh, they're they've mastered stop stopping tight ends, but they've given up the seventh least. So matchup isn't as good. Not as many red zone opportunities. The catch percentage being lower. Um, yeah, I would be. I would be sitting Kyle Pitts over Logan Thomas. I really would. Hmm. All right. Second sit of the week. Let's go. Start. To- you mean start? You said you, you said sitting. You'd be starting Thank you. him. Yes, I would, I would start him over. Yep. Him. Got you. Second sit yep. of the week. Tonight, Raiders and Chargers. No Herbert, no Keenan Allen, probably no Josh Jacobs either. Quad injury that he sustained last week against Minnesota. The latest report from Ian Rappaport is that he's going to, or excuse me, that it's in doubt, but he didn't practice all week. No practice all week. I'm going to take that to mean he's not playing. A lot of people are picking up Zamir White and putting him in lineups. That, that start percentage is rocketing up right now. I would not do that. It's a very low over-under tonight. I don't think you're going to get a lot of scoring opportunity for touchdowns. And I don't expect Zamir White, who, by the way, I don't even know how good he is because Josh Jacobs owns that backfield. There's no opportunity for another running back in the run game behind him. So no idea how good he is. Maybe he just gets the carries. I think he'll be splitting with Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah is that team's pass-catching running back. He He is a veteran back. He, he's good at catching passes. He he has been on the field much more than White, and that includes last week when Jacobs left. Abdullah outsnapped White by a, by triple, and rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. I just think you teams like to be with a, with a trustworthy pass protection back veteran like Abdullah over a second year guy with very little experience in Samir White. I think they'd rather have the veteran in the backfield next to O'Connell. So I don't think you're going to get as many snaps as you think from this guy, and I don't think you're going to get your touchdown opportunity. So anyone picking up Zamir White and just putting him right in, I might pick him up as like a speculative ad, but I would not be starting him this week. Final sit of the week, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Didn't get enough of the receiving work last week against the Bills. Um, You did see your Jarek McKinnon fix, just as we predicted, that it would be a split. And not enough touchdown opportunity for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire either because, honestly, the Chiefs don't get in the red zone as much as they used to. And he is not as efficient as Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco's been a decent fantasy back, but it's because he's good. And Edwards-Hilaire, I just don't think, is all that good at all. He made Poyer miss on one play, but in terms of creating yardage, there was not much more of it against the Bills. And he's playing a tough matchup, New England top 10 in preventing fantasy points. So those are my sits of the week. Edwards Hilaire, White, and Pitts. Starts of the week, Logan Thomas, Cortland Sutton, and Matthew Stafford. All right. I got back on track last week at Three Dog Thursday. Had an undefeated week, and then I had a push. And it was still, I'm still mad about that, but I'll explain it all. Winning record heading into this week. I like my picks. We'll do that when we come back here on the Extra Point Show on WGR.